ever. So it, it's like this collective effort. I feel, like I say, I'm going to keep using this <laughs> in my own mind. <laughs> um, it's like a collective effort to, to almost cattle corral our society, our, our population, our people. And it's not just here in the United States. This is a worldwide thing. And it's really sad how it's coming to be in Africa. I guess we'll talk about that later too. But um, it's just, it's, it's a thing. And it's control. It's a mechanism of control. So if you feed people lies, you keep them ignorant. You use the thing that they have been taught since they were released from the womb, their religion. And I, when I say this, please know I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not anti-Jesus in any way. As a matter of fact, I, have, I keep a rosary and a crucifix on my altar because that represents the masculine um, energy to me. So it isn't that. It's just that what they've been taught in Christianity <clears throat> about um, their religion, it, it's, it stands in opposition, complete opposition from what and who I am. And it's fearful to them. In Christianity, you are not taught to be a seeker of knowledge. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should be careful <laughs> about saying this. Cause, um, because no, you should say it because it's been said on the show before. Okay, cool. So let me, let me preface it with this. I have over 13 years in Catholic school. So religion was an everyday thing of my life, every day. And my family, as pagans, as witches, as practicing witches, who never changed, hid in plain daylight as Catholics every day. I went to Catholic school as a Catholic, though I, I practiced Catholicism in the daylight at home. <laughs> at home is very well understood. We are pagan. We are witches. And that was what it was. So I understand Christianity from many different levels. And after that in college, I went on to study theology. So many different levels from Gnostic Christianity to, oh, gosh, you name it, uh, yeah, to Baptist Christianity, uh, you name it, everything in between. So um, I say this because what I observed, what I observed is there isn't the encouragement to be an individual seeker of truth. And it isn't encouraged to ask questions and to go beyond an explanation that doesn't give you all of the information where you so desire it. And then you're left feeling fractured, cracked, and you don't have everything. And the only thing you can do at that point is surrender and, and use the fear to fill the holes and subscribe, you know? And then what do you do? You're afraid of everything around you because, you know, they, they, they pump you with so many, well, if you taste, if you chew, don't taste. If you taste, don't swallow. If you, this, you know, I mean, I'm being facetious when I say that. I apologize if that is disrespectful or if it offends anyone. But the reason why I say that is because they create, it's cre in my mind, <laughs> my experience is this. There's so many human rules created within Christianity, so much dogma that it spoils the beauty of the message of Christ. And where um, we end up is this mistrust of everything. Like I see on boards where I practice yoga religiously. There we go with that pun once more. <laughs> I practice yoga every day. It's my thing. And I love it. It's where I do my meditation. It's my moving meditation. But I see Christians afraid 
to use yoga as a way or a modality to nurture their bodies because they're afraid of the connection to Hindu deities or connection to anything Sanskrit or connection to anything related to some other culture. It's almost like you're, you are pride, you're having pride and ignorance and pride and fear. Mm-hmm. And that does nothing but tear, it, it, it tears a rift between people. There's no way to understand that we need a bridge to be able to understand. It's okay to be different, number one. And number two, we need the bridge. We need the bridge to be able to listen to each other so that we can understand and not be fearful. And not only that, but when we do that, when we lay that fear aside, we're able to to extract the best of these other cultures and experience them for ourselves. And that has an amazing, it's it's a medicinal effect on the spirit. It has a way of, how can I put it? It has a way of really giving giving a truth to, I am my brother's keeper. I am my brother. I am my sister's keeper. I am my sister. It, has, it gives you a way of understanding somebody else's struggle that you can't duplicate. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if, how, if I can even put that into words the proper way, but it's, it's the way that I feel when, I, when I'm able to connect. I'm sorry if you guys hear in the background. I am a mama, and I have babies going on in the background, so please forgive on that. It's real. I've got a, a big baby in the background. Yeah, you know, and his name is Maximus at that, so he makes himself known. Um, but basically what I'm getting at is just that instead of, instead of focusing on the, the differences and the division, and focusing on the differences in a way to create division, we focus on the differences as to extract its beauty, the beauty of it all. And that, is a, that gives us a way to relate in harmony worldwide. Could you imagine if we were all on the same wavelength, on the same platform worldwide, energetically what that could create? energetically what that could create is mind-blowing. It is, it's something to be, if, well, <laughs> if you're an opposing force, it's something to be fearful of. And I think that, um, gosh, how do I even, mm, <sighs> this is difficult because it's forcing me to, to say things that I um, have always been careful about saying on the outside. I can't say always. When I was younger, I kind well, of. Well, this is a show of not being careful. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the show is called Kill Religion. And when I heard that, when I heard you say that, that's my own foolishness. Because I never even asked. I'm like, yeah, podcast, woo, let's go. And I didn't even ask, what is the name of the podcast? I said, what am I going to be saying? What am I going to I didn't even ask. And then when you said it, I was like, if I should be anywhere, this is it, goodness gracious. When anybody hears that you were on Kill Religion, Erica, they will understand <laughs> Exactly. So this is the place to be free. This is perfect. This is perfect. Okay, so well I will I'll say this. It's see religion appears to have the desire to separate and control. Spirituality has the desire to help the individual evolve and and ascend so that we're something greater than just, you know, what came out of the womb. We've actually learned something from this experience as a human here on earth because reality is we are a part of everything we are part of all of this what makes up the human body is enough to prove that we are a part of the heavens we are part of the cosmos we are not 
some separate entity. And when we view ourselves as something separate from this very well-oiled, very well-designed, intelligent, in, in, intelligent machine, we lose value. We lose value. And the reason why we lose value is because we have a very specific duty in that machine. And when we neglect to take on that duty and perform in that way, we, we lose value. And we end up here in these trivial pursuits like arguing about whose God is better. That's insane. But we've created an entire industry, and I use the word industry deliberately, very deliberately. We've created an industry based on people's hopes and broken spirits, desires for better life, that wanting, that raw human desire for connection that we all have because it's what we were energy, that we are part of all of this. We are part of that machine. When we deny that, we lose our value and we are off balance. We're off center. And so we, we I'm sorry, go ahead because I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> I'm missing something. Okay, I do understand being a witch from the herbs and you said kitchen witch and healing, right. physical healing, but I think I'm missing the meat of being a witch. So if you can tell me or tell the listeners, if being a witch were your only job, that's all you do, <laughs> if it's all you do throughout the day, what would your day entail? Because okay, I, I'm day. trying to understand yeah, I'm trying to understand it. Well, okay, so what makes us different or why would we be considered different or what is it that, that witches do that sets us so far yeah. apart that we are – Yeah. okay, I get, completely get the question. Now, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, you might be disappointed with the answer. We're not that much different. What we do is this. We just pay attention to the earth. We pay attention to um, – we pay attention to nature. In the morning when I get up, I do the same thing that most Christians do or that most Muslims do or that most anything does. We give thanks and we show our gratitude either through prayer or meditation. I wake up just like you. In other words, I put my pants on the same way that the Christian down the street does. I don't do any. I don't magically elevate out of my bed and magic sparks fly <laughs> or anything crazy <laughs> like Hollywood says. Does it happen? I promise you, you will never find me levitating. It's not going to go down. So um, I get up like that, and what I do in the morning, which may be, it's no different than you. I would, I would guess, because you, you have an amazing garden. You check all your herbs. You check all of. Um, you know, you do everything with your gardening. Well, I do the same thing. I have a very small um, version of what you got because of where I live, but I do the same thing. I check everything and till everything, make sure everything is taken care of, and then I go on with taking care of my kids every day, just like the person down the street. So like I was saying, it might be a very disappointing answer. We are so normal, it's scary. We do the same things that everybody else does. The only thing is our prayers are called spells. And because of the amazing uh, Hollywood quality that a spell is given, we're doing these magical incantations. When I sit and say a spell, and that is my prayer to the universe, it's look, you, you know, you, you're thinking I'm doing something different. I'm not. I'm just praying with 
the elements. I have crystals on my, my altar. It's the same as people putting a candle on their altar. There are candles on my altar. I pray just like anybody else does. That's what it is. This is just the way my prayer looks. But it's not different. It's not anything different than the way the Catholics kneel and genuflect and do the crucifix signs and have a certain way of praying or the way that the Baptists have this amazing way of using their choir to create that energy that you don't feel anywhere else that just moves people out of the pews. It's the same way that people use um, people, let's see, the way that I'll go back to Catholicism because it's what I, I should be speaking about since it's the one that I know. <laughs> Um, the way that when you have the monks and they're doing Gregorian chants or you have the nuns who are doing the chants, the energy that gets created from that. It's the same thing. Literally, we're doing the same thing. It's just that we got made into this weird monster because we didn't fit the agenda. So at the end of the day where everybody is waiting for this amazing tea to be spilled about being a witch, I look just like you. I make bologna sandwiches for my kids just like you. Um, well, not bologna sandwiches, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, I, I, when I said bologna, I'm like, ew, Erica, you don't ever make bologna. You don't, you don't even eat that. But, yeah. but I, just, I mean, I understand. I definitely understand. So I, I think, because when you said spell, that it made me, okay, so I did not realize the spells would be equivalent to prayer. Yeah, um, it's a prayer. Okay, so when the general population thinks a spell, they think that you're putting a spell on someone. Right. And no, that that's just the same thing as praying for someone's demise. You know, I mean, oh, okay. okay. I mean, when you okay. think about it, does that does that sound right to you? No, it doesn't. So it doesn't. It, I mean, no. I'm, let me. Let me give this disclosure. So we're talking about we're talking about witchcraft on on this particular level, and people identifying with witchcraft in the way that um, religion is changing in the United States. We're not discussing deep magic or things like that, where stuff like that exists. That's a whole different realm. That's not it's not even Hollywood, but it's a different realm. It's different levels of magic, and that would include people that would surprise you. That would include people that are in our science books. That would include people who are in our history books. That's a whole different ball of wax and a different set of science. But as far as this everyday, the kitchen witch and the one who gets demonized, the woman witch that you see in the movies that gets demonized, that's, this, that's the, um, gosh, I hate to even put it this way because then it's going to be confusing, but that's the version or that's the iteration of witchcraft that we're discussing, if that makes sense. Oh, and you, you're it makes totally yes, ask it makes questions about sense. that. Okay, good. Okay. It makes All right. perfect <laughs> sense. So when you say, like when we're talking about our books and the, the things that we read about in history, would you say maybe Tesla was a witch? <laughs> yes. Something. Would I say okay. Einstein? Yes. Would I okay. say Casey? Yes. Would I say... <laughs> Okay. Yes, I would definitely so the high scientists. Are. Right, high scientists. There you go. They are alchemists. They are the people. Who are alchemists, chemistry. To, right, chemistry. That's that set of magic. That magic is synonymous with um, with science. 
just that's the way we have to think of it. See, when we think of it as this amazing thing that Hollywood has produced for us, it does it, it 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 loses value tremendous amount of value it, it does you no good it, that will never happen like i'm saying we're, you're never going to come into my house and i'm in some deep state of witch meditation where i'm levitating through the house you know i'm or i just click my heels and snap my fingers and some incantation has cleaned my home i have real children who make real mess and i have a real vacuum cleaner so that stuff doesn't happen well, Erica, you can teach me how to do the other stuff where something comes to clean my home. <laughs> you know, I mean, that would be awesome. Amazing. I mean, every, all of us, all of us solitary witches are waiting for all of that stuff to come true that we see on Supernatural. We're waiting to create a visual on the wall, clap our hands, and boom, this house is clean, y'all. I mean, we are all that day. So I, I do appreciate you clearing that up. You 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 really really did clear that up. I would like to know if there's a because we talked about medicine. We talked briefly about medicine. We talked briefly about science. Do you think there's a correlation between witches being demonized and the rise of Western medicine? Absolutely, and it's still it's still in in good practice, but they've changed the language so that it slides past everyone. Um, what they've done is see witchcraft is it's it it's there it's everywhere. There are even a few colleges that teach um, natural medicine. Like uh, is it Baxter? I think it's Baxter. They teach uh, you can go and get your your doctoral degree in natural medicine. You can become an MD. And that's what we are on a very high level. We work with herbs to heal the body, and we don't use uh, poisons and things like that. And it's hard to mass produce what we do, and it would require um, it would require some really open minds and, and the allowing of losing a ton of profits on that side of the argument. And that's not welcomed. Big Pharma at all costs will slay us all before they lose profits, and I think we all know that. That's why we're having the issue in the marijuana industry, because CBD and marijuana, it it does amazing things, and we can see it being played out there. Now, that's what's happening today. We see that battle on the field with marijuana, but what was happening 10 years ago, 15 years ago, was the battle on the natural medicine field. Because you could go to a, you could literally go to a college of natural medicine and learn about every single herb known to man and what it does for the body. There's Trinity College of Natural Medicine. There is, um, gosh, there was another, but they closed it because they went after them so hard. This college had been in existence for well over 30 years, but I wish I had the name. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I cannot remember it to save my life. But um, I'll do some research and get it to you if you're interested. But um, closed it down, shut it down, because it, it was teaching natural medicine, which is a rival for Western medicine. And when people are able to experience Natural medicine and the benefits of natural medicine first as your first modality, it's hard to, I'll put it this way, I'll, I'll put it this way, personal experience, I have two. My first experience, I was 18 years old and I was diagnosed with the uh, first stage of cervical cancer. I did not choose, I was pregnant at the time, I was five months pregnant. 
I pursued, vigorously pursued a path of natural medicine because I wanted that baby to get here, and I wanted to keep my life. So to make a long story short, um, through natural modalities, natural medicine, and one modality of Western medicine, I was able to walk away with my baby and my life, and I'm, I'm mm. here. And this was when I was 18 years old, and I'm 43 now, so it's been quite some time. <laughs> wow. And the most recent uh, battle that I've had with my health, it was a six, almost well, just about a seven-year battle. I'm just coming out of it. I, um, my kidneys failed. And I have chronic kidney disease. And if any of your listeners are connected to me on social media or for any time, they would have seen that play out because I was very candid about that um, process. And I was very candid about I was very candid about the opiates and the drugs that they were giving me and the effects that it had on my body. And what I felt like when I went into the hospital one time. They gave me Demerol, I want to say it was, no, it was fentanyl. And I felt like I wasn't going to survive that. And so at that point, that was it. That was very early in the process. I was being hospitalized like maybe every four to six weeks. I would go into the hospital for a week or two. And it was difficult. The medicines were were tearing my body to pieces. I lost the majority of my body weight. I looked like a walking skeleton. And I looked sick. Just I looked like death walking. So at that point, um, we decided to unplug. And I was very fortunate. My husband at the time, he was an advocate of marijuana, medicinal marijuana, and CBD, and what it could do for pain. And I didn't understand it that way, but he explained it to me, showed me what I needed to read, showed me how this worked and what he could could get. And we began that path. And in a year, we moved out of California and back to Nevada. And in a year on that path, I got my body weight back. I began to, now mind you, there's no surgeries that happened. I stopped taking all of my meds. I didn't do any of that. My my meds were medicinal marijuana, truthfully, for that that duration. So it was just about maybe three years three years until I had my last surgery, but I was able to eat. I ate myself up to 200 pounds. I was Mm. able to not have to manage, mindfully manage category eight pain on a daily basis. I had a 21 millimeter kidney stone in my right kidney while I was pregnant with a 10 pound baby. So this is to express to you the type of mental the type of, of, of mental gymnastics one had to do to get above the pain and deal with what was going on inside of their own body. Now, I didn't take the medicinal marijuana while I was pregnant. That I didn't do because we just don't know enough yet about how it affects the fetus. So I didn't do that out of respect for my baby. But for my body, once I, um, I had him and I was through the breastfeeding stages, I reverted back to my treatment, had my surgery, and I am... <laughs> I'm strong as a quarter horse right now. I just want to let you say, and my <laughs> chronic kidney disease. It, I still have chronic kidney disease, but you'd be hard pressed to prove it. Like I, I'm, I'm good. Like I am, I am good. And that has to do with diet and it, adjusting and going back to roots and knowing how to manage as a kitchen witch. Going back to basics, treating my body with with 
what Mama Earth gives me. So that's truthfully, you were asking, so what is so different about being a witch? What's the meat of being a witch? That, trusting that everything that my body will ever need is already here. And I need to do the research to find out what it takes to give me what I need. I can eat my way to a long life. I can eat my way to a best life. I can meditate my way to no stress. I can use all these amazing magical things that witches use in order to live our best life, the most fruitful life. And now I'm, I'm jumping over the technical stuff because I don't think anybody wants, you know, Wicca 101 or Witchcraft 101 about, like, this is what sage is for and this is what, you know, you know, um, myrrh and frankincense is used for or, or all of that. But it's just, it's used in a spiritual practice to be able to, and I use this word, no pun intended, conjure up your best life and to be able to give that energy to everybody else. That's the meat of being a witch. It's about building bridges, truthfully, being able to be helpful to the next person, to be able to be helpful to your fellow man. That's what we're concerned with. Um, no division and not being best. <laughs> everything you said, nothing that you said sounds negative at all. So this is, <laughs> this is very interesting. <laughs> like absolutely nothing that you've said thus far sounds negative at all. How do you think, but if I had somebody on the show who, were pro- who was probably, I don't know, Christian, Muslim, and no offense to Christian, Muslim, Jewish people, whatever, I would have mm-hmm. probably heard quite a few negative things. How do you think religious ideas impact humanity, and particularly the black community? Oh, mm. Okay, this is, this is one that's, whew, okay, I have to take a deep breath before I <laughs> get into that one about how I feel it impacts the black community, because that's one that's full of landmines. So I have to be cautious on that one. Um, I want to express it the, in, in the best way, because I feel a lot of pain around that. And I feel a tremendous amount of pain. Well, let me address this first. I know it sounds like I'm telling you all the pie in the sky and all the good things, so let me break down some things that I find negative really quickly about um, people who are involved in witchcraft. And I say it that way very deliberately. Um, we are not a religion. We ne- you will never find us together on a Saturday um, celebrating a Sabbath or an Esbat together. Now, you might find us coming together to celebrate a high holy, um, uh, like a solstice or something like that, because we just all come together, but we're not all doing the same thing. We all come together to just lend the energy to, to, to paying homage to the solstice or, or whatever the case may be at the time. Um, but what I feel is negative is this. See, people get involved in witchcraft by looking at TV sometimes, and they go out seeking things like that, and things like that exist. There's tons of two-bit um, coven leaders and high priests and high priestesses and tons of things like that. Now, I'm not condemning them all because that's not fair to do. You can't do that. It's like saying every pastor is out to get the, you know, their, their community. That's just not, you can't do that. You just can't do that. But I'm saying that those things exist. I don't believe in covens. I don't believe in having someone lead your individual spirituality because that is a path that is just as unique as a set of locks or a set of dreads. That is that individual's unique path to develop their spirituality. In a coven, it's very different. There's a developed hierarchy, very structured hierarchy, and you go through rites, 
and you learn different levels of that particular sex um, witchcraft. And that does exist. I don't, I don't care for it because a lot of things go wrong in that. See, what happens is you end up with human nature, and human nature has a desire for power and hierarchy, like I said, and that breeds politics, politics and ugly emotions and nasty things, and I just don't want to be part of all of that. So I come together for solstices. I come together for high holy um, events, but I'm a solitary witch. I practice alone. I practice with my family. I practice this way. So there are negative things that exist. It's people who are, like I said, they're trying to pull Hollywood into people who are brand spanking new to this, and they're showing them things that don't exist, and they're wrong for that. It's just like when somebody is downtrodden or broken and they're hopeless and the preacher finds them and the preacher speaks them up and the preacher speaks them up to the point where they're tithing everything they've got away. That can't be right. Mm -hmm. It can't be right. And it exists with us too. So, no, I, I'm not, I can't ever, I would never say that we're perfect, girl. We witches. Yeah, I understand. No, no, no. <laughs> I, just, I, I definitely understand that because, I don't know, Erica, I don't know, maybe I'm, I am a witch. I remember my <laughs> husband asking me, because I know I grew up in and around the so-called conscious community. My father worked with the Black Panthers and all of this stuff. So I know various people and I know various groups, and I'm not disrespecting anybody who may be Yoruba or the Alcera Set Society and all of that. Mm-hmm. And he would ask me, like, why didn't you ever get into that? And I was like, you know, either you have it or you don't. I don't have to keep looking True. at an ark and True. giving somebody $1,000 to to cut up a chicken and some kind of sacrifice in order for me to feel anything. And when I was living in Venezuela, there was a priest who told, he was like, go, go take this watermelon to the ocean. And I was like, dude. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody's rituals, but I definitely understand what you mean by that. Right. Now, you can, you can create your own ritual. See, that's the thing. See, there, let me, okay, so this is where I'm going to go into something that's a little bit, um, more metaphysical because see, metaphysics it relates to you can't separate them. You have all of these things come together: intuition, witchcraft, metaphysics. Um, all of these things they come together. Um, when I say when I mention metaphysics, see there is an infinite like guff of of knowledge. Some people call it akashic record. Some people call they call it whatever they want to call it. But I just say there is this vast web of knowledge beyond the internet, <laughs> okay, let me make that clear, beyond the internet. There is this vast web of infinite God-mind knowledge that we as human beings have the ability to have a direct connection to, but we are not inspired nor taught to create, foster, or build it. We are taught to do the exact opposite when religion comes in, and we are taught to stay ignorant, and we are taught to appreciate our ignorance, and that's wrong. And the reason why I mention this is because your practice comes from that space. It comes from up there. Who's the first one that created that practice to begin with? Where do you think they got it? It was nothing mm-hmm. written before the first incarnation of that, of that practice. Where did they get it? 
They got it from that infinite pool of wisdom. And so if it's open to them, why it's not open to you? It is. It is all day. And so you taking a watermelon to the ocean, and you mentioned Yoruba, and I, I, there's deities on my pantheon that I, I respect. Oyayansan is who I, if that's my major deity. That's who I work with, Oya. But I'll talk about that later. Anyway, the point is <laughs> when they say, you know, go see Yemaya, go to the water, go take it to the water with Yemaya. I get that, but I get to create my own practice in the water. I get the energy that the water yields to my plight. Yeah, but I don't have to go take what you tell me to take. I intuit and I connect to that infinite pool of wisdom, and it gives me what I need to know. Have you ever had a knowing in your spirit, Ajah, where it's so strong that there's nothing that can pull you left of that feeling? Because you know it to be right. It's from your due north. It's from that infinite pool of wisdom. You know it to be right. You know it in your spirit. You know it to be right. It's an innate knowing. We all have the ability to connect to those innate knowings inside of us. And the, the I don't even want to say being because that restricts me to that place where it all exists or that thing that created it, however anyone wants to identify it. But we all have the ability to connect to that and gather that wisdom to create our practice. And you could have ate that watermelon and been just fine with your prayer is what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. And that watermelon was good too, girl. <laughs> it was good. I probably ate it and became you, man. Yeah. Okay. You see? You see? Okay. I mean, okay. you, know, you, you give them their respect. Don't get me wrong. Let me make sure that I'm saying this. You give the you give each deity their respect, and it is known what they what they like. Like, oh yeah, I would never bring to oh yeah what I would bring to Oshun, or what I would bring to Yama, or what I would bring to Yama. Yeah. I, it's not that. I get what in, what they need for their energies. But what I'm saying is your practice with them is for you and that deity or that energy to create. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. 